Well, welcome to part two of our installment of our new series entitled Stay Battle Ready. To Stay Battle Ready. And it is coming from Ephesians chapter 6. And it's a biblical approach to spiritual warfare and armor. Paul did a magnificent job when he was giving the figurative kind of items in this particular thing. Everybody knew the Roman soldiers. The Roman soldiers were the most prominent, the most ferocious, the most powerful soldiers during this time period. So when Paul was talking about this particular subject, he knew he was talking about a group of gentlemen that everybody would know. They would understand the Roman soldiers and the armor that they wore. So it's important that he was able to do that, but also it was important that he was able to easily get his audience to understand by using the parts of the armor that the Roman soldiers wore. Well, it's important for us to get that today, too, because I'm not expecting you because of this series to go out and buy armor. I'm not expecting you to run down to the local store and look for a helmet and a, and, and, and a, and a shield. But I do want you to understand what Paul was talking about so we'll be able to utilize these particular items. Because without fail, I need you to know today, you are engaged in a battle. You are engaged in a war. And while this thing is progressing, it is a spiritual battle, not one that is fought through flesh and blood. And we have to keep that because Satan would want for you to focus in on flesh and blood so he can continue to run rampant in our lives by magnifying fear, magnifying hate, magnifying dissension. So as we go through this study, it will give us great insight on how to be battle ready for this particular event. Last week, we talked about the concept of basic training. And in basic training, no TV, no radios, no anything. And you just learn all the basics of being a soldier. Well, then once you finish basic training, then it became your advanced training. And we're going to kind of pick up on that this week, advanced training. And this is right before we really get into the meat of the armor. There's another kind of concept that we need to do right now. So if you're ready... Get your note pencils out and your notepads and, and all of those things. Call somebody, tell them we're getting ready to go here at Tomoka and get ready to have some fun. Are you ready? Praise the Lord. Listen to me. We're going to be, our base voice verse is Ephesians chapter 6 and we're going to read verses 10 through 13 this week. Now again, the whole system will take us all the way through verse 18. So we'll be building each week as we go. So let's read. It says, in conclusion... Be strong in the Lord, be empowered through your union with him, draw your strength from him, that strength which he, which, which his boundless might provides. Put on the whole armor, the armor of a heavily armed soldier, which God supplies, that you may be able to successfully to stand up against all. I love that. All the strategies and the deceits of the devil. Hear me. You don't have to know them all. You just need to be able to stand against them. And I need you to really get this today. Because what we have right now are a lot of people trying to understand all of the, the strategies and the conspiracies and the concepts and all of those things. I just have something for you today. You don't have to worry about the conspiracies. You don't have to worry about trying to figure all that stuff out. You have history. Which means his story. 
And his story from, from Genesis all the way to Revelation is victorious after victorious after victorious, no matter what the conspiracies were against him. Even when they thought they were actually killing him, they were promoting and saving us, making him our full-fledged Messiah. So that conspiracy turned out to be something that actually benefited all of us. And initiated God's plan. Are y'all following me today? So quit worrying about all the conspiracies because all they do is promote fear and hate and separation and division. You have history, which is his story. Let me read on. It says, for we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the depositisms, against the powers, against the master spirits who are... The world rulers of this present darkness against the spirit forces of wickedness in heavenly or supernatural fear. Therefore, put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger. And having done all The crisis demands to stand firmly in your place. Today, we want to talk about standing firm. Again, all of this armor is not for you to be on the offensive. It's for you to be able to stand firmly. See, because the armor is created that it will handle all of the attacks and stuff that will come to you. But I need you to be able to stand firmly. So today we want to talk about what are you standing on? More importantly, let's just twist it a little bit. What is under your stand? What have you built your life on? Understand? So what's under your stand? What are you standing on? When we come to Christ, we begin to be transformed by the renewing of our minds and we begin to build a brand new life. This life must be built on the truth. It must be built on God's word. How will we know if it's not? We'll, we'll go over that today. We'll find that out. Are you ready to have some fun? Let's go to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. You're going to have fun with this. I'm telling you, you're going to enjoy Listen closely. It says these words, Jesus speaking, these words I speak to you are not incidental. Well, let me go back a little bit. This is the message translation for those of you out there who may be going, where in the world is he reading that from? This is the message translation. It says these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. Homeowners improvements to your standard of living. What is he saying? These words that I'm speaking to you, this truth that I'm giving you is not for you to repair your old house. This is for you to build a brand new life. When life and house in this particular uh, concept are the same thing, house and life, you're building a house or you're building a brand new life. You're not going to take old stuff and try to put it on an old house. You're not going to try to repair this old broken down place because in that broken down place is a mess. You got rotten floors and busted pipes and wrong electricity and outcoded all kinds of things. You don't want to mess with that. You want that house to die. You want to build something new. So let me start it again. It says, therefore, these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words. 
words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you are a smart carpenter who built his house on solid rock. Rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. But if you just use my words, get this, in Bible studies and don't work them into your life. Now, listen to me, brothers and sisters. I know this may sound kind of strange, but it's important that you get this. We have we can easily get involved in Bible studies or trying to impress people with how much biblical stuff we know and the and, and kind of spot out these words or these verses. But it's not how much you know. It is who you know, because having Christ as your savior is what's important. So these words that Christ is talking about, he's talking about coming to him, building your life on him, building your life on this truth. You can spend a bunch of time in Bible studies and be impressive to other people. But there's a storm coming. And that storm will let everybody know what you have built your life on. Let's read on. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life... You are like a stupid carpenter who built his house on the sandy beach. When a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. I need us to kind of understand this. Jesus is doing what? He says, I need you to build your life on my word. I need you to take the time to really get to know me. How does that happen for us? That means the house that we had before we met Christ, we have to dismantle. We have to get rid of. We have to let it die. And then you have to build something brand new. How do you build it brand new? You're going to have to take the information that you have in your head and in your heart, and you're going to have to get rid of that. You know, you may have some stuff that happened to you a long, long time ago and you've been holding on to it and, and eating on it and, and it's been guiding your footsteps. No, he wants you to get rid of that because your past is now over. You have become a brand new creation. Are y'all hearing me today? He wants you to know that you have this fresh start. The slate has been wiped clean. He wants you to understand that you can grab on to this truth that he has now and build your house on something solid. Now listen to me. You could have two beautiful homes. Look from the curb. The curb appeal I think they call it. You look at these two beautiful homes. And they both look great. And they both look. They, they've been built wonderfully. But then when the storm comes. You will find out. What that house is actually built on. I don't know about y'all, but this is the biggest storm I've ever been a part of. This pandemic here, this thing is, is monstrous. This is a, a mighty, mighty, mighty storm. A lot of pressure, a lot of wind, a lot of all kinds of things happening right now. And it's going to tell one, you about who or what you have built your life on. But it's also going to tell you about a lot of people around you. This pressure will cause whatever you are built on. To be revealed. 
So I need you to do something for me today. I need you to be a smart carpenter. Even if this finds you kind of out of place right now. If fear is running rampant in your life, the word of God says perfect love cast out fear. If all these concepts that we mentioned early, conspiracies and all this kind of stuff is running rapid in your life, man, you're listening to the Internet, which for some people seems to be the greatest source of truth (laughs) known to mankind. When you have the Bible, when you have history, you have his story. Take a breather right now. Just take a deep breath and exhale. Blow out all of that stuff. Blow out that fear. Listen to me. Nothing has ever defeated the church. Nothing will ever defeat the church. Nothing. And when you accept Jesus Christ, you move out of the world into the kingdom of God. You are now a child of God. You have a new focus. A new center to build your life on. Let's go to another verse. I hope this is helping you today. Let's go to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew, and this is the amplified translation. Listen closely. It says, now when Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, I like this, who do people say that the son of man is? And they answered, some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. Others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. They asked the people. And because people at that particular time may not have had an intimate relationship with Jesus, they knew there was something special about him because these lists of men that they just gave are very special. John the Baptist was magnificent, very, very well known, very powerful. But even John the Baptist said when he seen Jesus, I'm not even qualified to carry your sandals. Because he recognized that there was someone greater than him. But people thought John the Baptist was great. Pastor Joe has done an incredible job teaching on Elijah. And the great things that Elijah has done. They may have thought he was Elijah. But no, there was someone greater than Elijah. Jesus. Jeremiah, a great prophet who prophesied beautifully and wonderfully and powerfully. An important man to the Jewish faith. Jesus more powerful than him. So they really didn't know who this Jesus was. They were somewhat confused. What does that mean to you? Let's read the verse and it it, it will explain itself. It says, he said to them, but who do you yourselves say that I am? What an incredible question that Jesus, the Messiah who left heaven, came to earth, took on flesh. To save us. And he is asking you. Right now. Today. Who. Do you think. He is. We'll say Pastor Ben. Why is this important. For for spiritual warfare. Because you'll know. That you'll be standing with the victorious one. You'll know you'll be standing with someone. Who all things are under his feet. That he has defeated the enemy. You'll be standing with the victorious one. But if you get that, then your armor will be secure. But let's read on because this stuff is important. It says, Simon Peter replied. He asked the disciples. So Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son 
of the living God. Then Jesus answered him, blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood, men, have not revealed this to you. We just went through that. They thought Jesus was John the Baptist, Jeremiah, Elijah, all of those people, but my father who was in heaven. So God begins to speak to us through the Holy Spirit and give us insight on who this Jesus is. Why is that important? Listen closely. And I tell you, you are Peter, Greek for Petros, a large piece of rock. And on this rock, Greek Petra, a huge rock like Gibraltar, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades, the powers of the infernal region shall not overpower it. Or be strong to its detriment or hold out against it. So hell will never be able to defeat this rock. Jesus is going to build his church on the fact that he is the son of the living God. So who is he to you? Because if you make him the son to you, you are now building your house On this rock, you are now building your life on this rock. You have something solid to stand on. So when the storms of life come, when they beat down on us, when they press down on us, when it hurts and you get disillusioned and you drop to your knees, you can go, wait, wait, I know. I should be standing on his promises. I should be standing on his word. And it reminds you to read again, to go back and understand what his promises are. You take a firmer stand. You take a stand. I didn't say you attack. You just take a firmer stand. Satan would like to remind you that you are a sinner. You can tell him. No, I'm a sinner who was saved by grace. Therefore, I am now a saint. He would like to remind you that you are no good. You can tell him, no, Satan, you are no good. I am a child of God. Does this make sense to you today? I think it's important for us to get this. I don't have a whole bunch of time, but I just want to read a couple of verses from Galatians chapter five. And it's the amplified, but I need you to get this. Standing on this rock, standing firm then on this information is what gives you strength. Listen closely. It says, in this freedom, Christ has made us free and completely liberated us. Stand fast then and do not be hampered and held and snared and snared. And submit again to a yoke of slavery, which you have once put off. Listen to me. He set us free so we could be free. There's a bunch of other verses here. I just don't have time to read them today, but I want you to get something. I need you to get this today. He set us free so we could stand fast. See, Satan is already defeated. And all of this armor that we're going to talk about is armor that protects you. From his conspiracy, from his schemes, from all the things that he's going to try to do to you. I'm not saying that we're going to be perfect at this, but the more we stand, the better we are. 
So I'm asking you today to stand firm. I'm asking you today, right now, when people come to you with crazy ideas and crazy concepts and just crazy information, I need you to stand firm because that crazy information would want you to kind of think that Satan is now running rampant and God is not able to control him. The gates of hell will never prevail against the church. And I need you to get that today. Never. So you need to be able to stand firm. Stand on the promises of God. Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Trying to stand on anything else. You're not going to survive. You're going to sink. Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. This is preparing us, brothers and sisters, as we move into next week, to begin to don the armor that we will need to make this stand. I pray, God, this has been helpful to you today. I pray, God, that this time sharing with us is, is, is beneficial to you. Listen. I know it's hard right now. There's a lot of pressure going on out there, man. There's a lot of stuff. And then there's all these people with all this information trying to pull you one way or another. They're after your allegiance. They're after your eyes and your heart and your mind. They want to take it off of the throne. Brothers and sisters, my call to you. My plead to you. Stand firm. Build your life on this truth. Jesus is the Messiah. He is our Savior. He is Emmanuel, God with us. He has defeated through his death and resurrection all of the power of Satan. All of the power of the enemy. But all he wants you to do now is stand firm. Would you pray with me today? Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. We praise you for this incredible opportunity to stand. You know, Lord, we may not have understood to build our house on the rock. We may have spent a lot lot of time trying to put new siding on a shack to try to put new electrical wiring into a condemned house so father today in the mighty name of jesus we tear down that old house that is built on sand that is built on fear that is built on intimidation, that is built on hate, that is built on confusion. We tear down that house. And now, Lord, we build like a smart carpenter. One house, a life that is built on a victorious Jesus who reigns, who reigns above all things. Let it be real to our hearts and minds today, Lord. And let us Build right now, today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone who said that prayer along with me, say amen.
Praise the Lord. Brothers and sisters, we'll see you again next week. Prepare for the armor. Don't go buy anything. (laughs) We'll talk about the armor next week. God bless you. Have a great day in the Lord.